Welcome to Wielding Legacy. My name is Laura Payne Stanley. This podcast is for high achievers, visionaries, creatives, coaches, and consultants. Because the key, the key, the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. You see, I know you are here creating an impact in your industry. You are here building a legacy for you and your family. And it drives you and it occupies your mind. But through my work as a trusted advisor to extraordinary entrepreneurs, I know you aren't yet reaching your greatest potential in business, your performance, and potentially in relationships. I'm known with my clients for being their loudest cheerleader. I often believe in them even before they do so themselves. And yet you can't enroll me in your legacy limiting story. I'm your biggest empowering challenger as you create your ultimate legacy. This podcast is called Wielding Legacy because the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. Welcome friends to today's Wielding Legacy conversation, where I am joined by my client and extraordinary entrepreneur, Daisy Modio. Daisy is a trailblazing businesswoman who started the whole proposal planning industry and is also an international event planner from royalty to high profile personalities. I think anyone that thinks of a new idea these days just has to go with it. And I think back then people told me it was a rubbish idea and I shouldn't really, I shouldn't do it. and I shouldn't give up my good job and I've got a mortgage to pay. Why am I doing something that's not normal? Um, But you have to go with your gut. This episode is for you. If you've ever had an idea to start a business or a new revenue stream and no one thought you could do it. Sometimes you just have to go with your gut as we explain in this amazing episode. Hey there, listeners. I have a delightful person to welcome to the podcast today. This is a lady who you could say actually has a business that is around legacy for some people as well. So welcome to the podcast, Daisy Amodio. It is a delight for me to have you here today with me. Thanks for having me. So we're going to jump straight in. What on earth does legacy mean to you? Well, when you said this to me, I was like, I haven't ever once thought about it, which is weird because I've had my business for 10 years and I've just set up my second business, potentially a third. Mm. And I guess now being 40 years old, I should probably start thinking about legacy. And I know legacy doesn't just mean um, when you retire, when you get your pension, what what happens after that point It's still what's happening now. Like I want to build my legacy now and and it's not necessarily to give it to my children. They might not even want to take on my businesses, but it's like I've, I've created a name for myself and it's like I want to continue that. Um, and, and how do I get to that point? I guess I don't know. OK, and I, I love the answer. I love the answer because for many people, not necessarily guests. So if you're watching us on the podcast um, and if you're watching us on YouTube, you will find this interesting and probably actually watching our faces. You can see with different guests when they're like, I have never considered this question before. I have a business. I talk about success. Someone like Daisy, who's highly successful. um, You do a lot of businesses. As you said, you're just about to launch a third business. And actually, sometimes legacy is not something we take a beat and think about, even if we have kids, even if we don't have kids, even if we are thinking about the world domination. Sometimes legacy is just this word of actually, what does it mean to me? So you just said it's about having a name for yourself. Hmm. yeah yeah so what does that mean so hard what does that mean if someone said your name if someone said Mm. Daisy Modio from say like say your first company the proposers Mm. 
What would you want that to elicit in someone who knew you and knew your brand as in brand number one? I think anyone that knows me knows that I work incredibly hard. I mean, I literally gave birth and was on my email three hours later. So um, I think it's a sense of achievement. It's not, I don't want to show off and go, I want people to know my name. It's, it's actually like I've worked so hard and I've set up things that haven't, like my first, uh, the business of proposers, I've set, that was set up where no one else had done it before. So I want them to know that name, you know, the proposers, the first ever proposal planning company. I worked so hard for that. Um, and it's like, okay, well, the clients don't care who Daisy Amodio is, but it's, I really want to grow that business. And then now, obviously, I set up Daisy Amodio Events, which is my name. So now people do need to know who I am, because otherwise I'm not going to get business. So it is all about me. Let's go back a stage. So you set up a business from scratch in an industry that did not exist. So you could not Google at the time proposal planning or anything like this. You couldn't, you couldn't find a business. There was not a model for you to follow. So for anybody right now listening to the podcast who goes, do you know what? I've been considering doing something in an industry that doesn't exist. So this is not a, this is not a copy. This is not a replication. There is no model they can follow. How the hell did you do that? How the <laughs> hell did you go? This is an idea and I think it's a great idea and it's got legs. Talk yeah. us through the steps of how did you go from idea to the phenomenal success that you have now with the proposers? I think anyone that thinks of a new idea these days just has to go with it. And I think back then people told me it was a rubbish idea and I shouldn't really, I shouldn't do it. And I shouldn't give up my good job and I've got a mortgage to pay. Why am I doing something that's not normal? Um, but you have to go with your gut. And um, what happened was my brother just asked me to help him propose and he doesn't have a creative bone in his body. He's always said that. And um, I was like, yes, that's so exciting. I'll help you plan it. Um, and I wasn't an event planner. I was in an advertising agency coming up with ideas and, and presenting them to clients. But I wasn't a planner. But I thoroughly enjoyed planning his event. And then afterwards, I Googled proposal planner. And just at the time, nothing came up, nothing at all. And I thought, surely I haven't stumbled across a new industry. There must be hundreds of proposal planners. There's a planner for everything these days. Mm. Um, but yeah, there, there wasn't. And um, I did a survey to 100 men. And um, it wasn't particularly positive. People were just like, well, why do you need help in um, asking the question? And isn't it just getting down on one knee? Because back then, people still didn't think you had to do more than just get down on one knee, which you still don't have to do more. And it doesn't have to cost money. But people want a bit of thought around a proposal. And I knew that weddings were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And why wouldn't a proposal? Because that's one of the biggest days of your life. And it is today. Until you have a baby and get married, that is the biggest day of your life. And it's a story that we told time and time again. So I just went with my gut and didn't listen to anybody but my mum. <laughs> um, even my husband wasn't really like, he was like, do it if you can pay your mortgage. But otherwise, you know, I'm not, you know, not going to help you out here because you're doing this. Um, but I just did it anyway. And within a year, um, I managed to, I was working two jobs. And I managed to uh, quit my full-time job. And actually, they really supported me. They helped me because um, I had no money behind me, really. They supported me and helped me create a website. And I already knew about social. And um, the more I started talking about it, the more um, producers came to us and said, this would be a good TV show. And it kind of just went from there. Okay. So we're going to get to the phenomenal success. <laughs> and I know people who are listening or watching us on YouTube are going, hang on, did this person just say I went from, I didn't have an idea, I had no capital behind me, and then I had producers calling? Because that seems like a very compounded version of your story, which I know it is because it's a very complex and you said you worked very hard. 
So I'm I'm really keen today for anyone who's thinking about how to create a legacy as in how to create a, an industry that doesn't exist. How much did it impact you being able to trust your own gut? Or how did you even know that that was a thing to do and not go, actually, I'll listen to the majority of people who are telling me not to do this? I haven't got an answer for you because it is literally, I, I just went for my gut. I didn't have any money behind me. It hadn't happened before. People were telling me not to do it. Yeah, I still did it. And that's not me. I'm not that type of person. I don't just go for it. I don't want to, you know, get into arrears on my mortgage and get in trouble and probably lose my partner because I've done all this stuff. So there was a lot on my shoulders there. But I just truly believed in it. And I just worked hard and harder and harder. I was working two jobs. I was working at night. You know, I just kept going and going and going. And I I wouldn't take no for an answer. And I think that's something that some people don't realize about being really successful that when we see, like, if, by the way, if you go on Daisy Emojis or the proposers um, Instagram feeds, you will see beautiful, curated, amazing highlight reels of events. But what we don't always see, because we don't always share it, and most entrepreneurs are like this, we don't see the late nights. We don't see the hair up in the messy bun, not ready at all. Like everything's going south, really, because you're not, you know, you've just not got the time in the day to do things. But it does take work, doesn't it, to start start something from scratch. It takes effort to educate. And that's what you were doing. You were educating people in an industry that just did not exist. Mm-hmm. Even the bridal industry, like I wanted to, talk, I did a quite a few events and we've done some really great stuff. And I wanted to get to the point where I won some awards because these guys were coming to the website and they were like, well, this is an online website. We've never heard of this before. We don't really want to part ways with our money you know we want to speak to people we want to you know and it was taking up a lot of time and energy so I thought oh I want to win some awards but you know to to show them that other people uh, trust what I'm doing um but no one would let me even enter an award because there was no industry mm. so even the bridal people that I was going to just weren't even listening to me at that point and now the bridal industry are begging me to talk at, the, at, at their events they all want me to come to their events I'm I'm one of these people that I've got a lot to say, and it's a lot of funny things to say. Really, Daisy, you've got a lot to say. <laughs> but it's educational, and people love it. And um, you know, it's a bit different to the normal weddings because it's the bit it's the bit before. But people love a good story, and mm. um, yeah. So now it is it has changed a lot, and now like I'm BBC's go to girl if they want to interview someone because. Angelina Joni got engaged or there was a proposal at the Olympics or whatever, they'll call me up and ask me to be on radio or TV at a moment's notice um, because they trust me and they know I've got a good opinion on it. Um, so I didn't just get that from this, you know, this has been 10, 11 years in the making now. So mm, and that's, a lot of hurdles. That is the other thing, isn't it? This is 10, in years, 10 years in the making, you know, 10, 11 years in the making. So this is not an overnight success. This is a lot of hard work. This is a lot of compounded work. This is how two children as well in the mix as well and and seeing how that works with being a multiple business owner and they come with challenges don't they but you've you've always come across to me as someone when you just said i don't do that i don't do you work hard but you do trust your gut i know you very well and you absolutely do trust your gut if you have a feeling about something i procrastinate a lot um, and I do ask other people their opinion. But at the end of the day, I do go with what I think. And I've learned how to do that over the years. Because before, I didn't have, a, I've never had, well, for 10 years, I haven't had a boss. Mm. And so 
no, there's no one telling me what to do. I'm just telling other people what to do. And I don't know the answer. I wasn't an event planner before that. I haven't got 10 years of event agency experience with really high-end events and stuff. I've made it all up from scratch, from all the systems we use and how much we charge people and the suppliers we use, contract, everything. I've made it all up. So, so all of that's been quite difficult. And I do second-guess myself a lot. But um, And not everything is right. Not everything is right. And there's a lot of messy back end things but you know we're still working on it we Mm. always want to be better ourselves right and that's a great lesson isn't it when you're building a legacy it's always a work in progress no matter what anyone else thinks of what's going on it's a work in progress um and you said for systems for tech all these other things that happen okay Mm. so we've been talking a little bit about the proposers now i want to ask you how you jumped into doing well actually do you know what i'm not going to ask it you can say i'm just going to say how did (laughs) you go from working on the proposers to getting what you're going to describe better than I will, the most amazing wedding that you can't even say too much about because of NDAs. Mm. Um, yeah, so, well, the short of it is really, I, I get lots of clients that come in that are getting engaged and then they're all going on to get married. So at one point I was going to set up the proposers' weddings, um, but then I realised like it only really works for a high-end wedding planner to make enough money to be planning their wedding all year. Because at the moment, mm. we set, have a set fee and we plan for like two weeks. These guys give us no notice. And literally, it is 98% guys that do the proposals. So we gain their trust. And then they tell their partner about us because we kind of meet the partner at the wedding. And then off the back of that, I probably planned about 10 to 15 sort of lower budget weddings, um, which gave me some great experience. And then I did a huge proposal in another country somewhere and when I got back um, to the UK they asked me to be in the pitch to plan their wedding and I won it and it was a huge one it was a multi-million pound wedding it was one of the biggest I think the biggest um, wedding that's happened in the UK for a very long time and um, we had some great people perform at it um, a-listers I don't know how much I can say I was gonna say um, NDA so, so, yeah. so you can imagine NDA, NDAs means that we can't, she can't say too many details it's just not allowed yeah it was spectacular and it's one of the best things anyone's ever seen, right? It was, it was incredible. It was a privilege to be a part of it. We had, I think, 427 staff at it. It was over four days. It was in the UK and the, the A-list celebs that were performing at it was just unbelievable. And it was just amazing. The client's amazing. And I've done events for them ever since. So whether, whatever countries they're in, even in lockdown, I did their birthdays and stuff like that. So they're great clients to have. And when I was doing this wedding, I realized that, I love the proposal side of things, but they are lower budget um, and you have to do more of them where I did this wedding and I was like, this is amazing. This is what I want to do. So since then I've done, even though we've had lockdown COVID for like two years, I've still managed to do a few weddings. So I did a high one, high end one at the Shard and I've got a big um, footballers wedding next month um, in, in Portugal. So that's really exciting. And I've got a few more going on. Meanwhile, I'm actually on maternity leave, so I don't really know how I'm, I'm planning all these things and managing the business, but um, I thoroughly love the, the Daisy Modio events, and I definitely want to push that forward. Okay, so I want to challenge you. Again, being your coach, I'm allowed to because that's what our relationship is, and you know I do anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know that you are downplaying an element to what you do, which is you make things happen. Because if anyone's listening or watching us right now, they're assuming that all these things just come to you, And you don't really have to do too much work and these amazing opportunities just land in your lap. Now, I know that is absolutely not true. Okay. Mm. And I'm right in saying that, aren't I? 
Yeah. 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 I was like, even you're still downplaying it. Well, what do you I mean? don't like to big myself up. But no, but like, for example, I know you finished sentence, but like, you know, the girl said to me, right, we've got a high profile person proposing. Um, I'd had a baby sort of six weeks before that. They're like, maybe you should come to it because you could get his wedding. So I had a C-section. You know, I was still a bit of a mess, but I went to that after six weeks. Well, I actually went to one after three weeks, but that's a different story. And I'm just crazy. Um, and I, that, he said, oh, I hear you do weddings as well. And I was like, yeah, let's meet up. I met them at Claridge's next Tuesday. I was in Lake Como the following Tuesday with the girl sorting their wedding out. So it's like, you know, you have to get it done there and then. You can't just wait around or you're never going to get that job. And because I showed willing, eager, passion, you get it. And this is something that can happen is, is people don't necessarily realize everything that's going on behind the scenes. As I said, the amount of work and how you make things happen. So one, just a quick story from our relationship is I remember talking to you when before you'd had your second you had a drip in you. You'd walk to the outside of the hospital and you and me are having a call on the phone. It's like, it's like, yeah. I'm just, I'm waiting for my laptop to charge. Let's have a quick call. <laughs> and it's, we're laughing because it's kind of comedic, but actually yeah. sometimes this ideal of having the work-life balance, the mm. ideal work-life balance can actually derail people from realizing how much work is involved mm. in starting up new businesses and having successful yeah. other businesses. And as you're about to launch a third business, you know, mm. there is parts of your life sometimes that probably feel completely out of balance, but mm. there's shifts, isn't there? Where sometimes you've got these sessions, all these times in your life when you're doing a lot of work and then sometimes it's, it lessens off again and then it will mm. come back again. So what do you have to say to anybody who's thinking about starting as an entrepreneur or a business owner and or even established and is feeling like, do you know what? I don't have this mythical balance going on in my life. What would you like to say to them as they build their legacy? Uh, I think running your own business isn't for everyone. I've had many mm. employees over the years and I've got many friends that run businesses and things, you know, go really well, successful and, and fail. And you can see it's, it's just, it, I think when you work for somebody else and you're doing the nine till five, but you do a really good job and you're like really proud of yourself and it's great. But you go home and you don't necessarily have to take that home. You don't have to take your laptop on every holiday you go, you know, you clock out. And that that is for, you know, most people. Being an entrepreneur and having your own business, you're thinking every minute of the day. And it does affect your personal life. Like the amount of arguments I've had with Henry over the years about business. I mean, he's so bored of me talking about it, but you need to have you need to use them as a soundboard and god the amount of tears I've had tantrums like I probably wouldn't have had half of the stuff that have happened to me all the stress and everything if I was working for somebody else who was paying me my wage and I knew I was getting paid I knew I'd get my bonus I knew I'd get my holiday this is very much like you never know what's coming and mm -hmm. you and, I, and I've still got to make enough money to pay all the staff all the overheads before I can even think about myself so we're saying then to build a legacy as an entrepreneur or a business owner, that actually you need to have a bit of tenacity. You need to have a bit of grit. You need to understand there are going to be tears. There are going to be those moments that you're sat there going, what on earth have I done? Should I just mm -hmm. go and get a job? You know, would yeah. that be easier? There are going to be those moments. Mm -hmm. But would you swap it? Would you swap it and go back and get a job? I have thought about it many times. Like, I reckon I could get an awesome job these days. <laughs> I reckon I'd be quite highly paid and I'd be bloody brilliant at anything I do right now. I'm very hireable, that's the word. Um, would I do it? No, I'd never do it. Never, ever do it. I've achieved, so much. I've achieved so much and I've got so much more to achieve and I don't need to work for somebody else because I can do it all myself and I will do it myself. 
Oh, feeling that energy of that last one. And I will do it myself. Well, do you know what? I feel a bit like not deflated at the moment, but because I've, I've had to take a step back again because I've had, I've had another child. Right. So I'm not having any more, but after each time, like you have all the appointments to go to and all the stress and everything before. And obviously I was in hospital way before I even gave birth. It's like all that chunk of time taken out from working, which I thought I had time to do. And then afterwards, you've got the baby. And despite anyone thinking that you can do all these things, you cannot do all these things and run a business. And it's like, I'm all the girls text me every day. I've got people emailing left, right and centre. People don't even know I'm supposed to be on mat leave. Um, But I'm basically, I'm still working full time, but doing it in two days. And it's really stressful. And, and also, I don't want to be doing that. Like, I like hanging out with the baby and everything, but not, not seven days a week. Like, I really want to be doing my job. Um, I really want to be working and getting more work coming in. But I can't even fulfill the jobs that I'm doing right now. So mm. I've kind of had to realize, just calm down, Daisy. Just, you don't need any more jobs right now. Like, the proposal is going well. You've got a couple of weddings, you know, you know in just forget the rest and it will come back to me when I'm ready to come back I know it will oh I love that and that's the seasonality isn't it that actually <laughs> when you're in an abundance mindset and you're somebody who kind of likes some of the woo-woo stuff but not too much you're you when I like I say of clients on the scale of the woo-woo meter yours is kind of low in terms of you're like <laughs> give me a task give me a list give me a, give us get let me get stuff done but you do believe in you're very much in an abundant mindset there I know that you believe that there are always clients out there there's always loads more clients out there. So mm-hmm. having that mindset then and going, actually, this can be a bit of a quieter season because I'm mm-hmm. not going to lose anything because I will come back when I'm ready to. And it's mm-hmm. not like come back because you're still working. You're still, you've still got all the teams, still got everything running for you and you're still leading these weddings. But when you're ready to ramp up again, when you're ready to go and have that next up level, you know that the clients will be there because you know that you're that good, don't you? I know that they will be there, but... Um, I've only just realized to be honest with you I'm saying this to you now but um, you know I'll be gutted if I lost out on jobs and there was one job that I was really gunning for that I did um, miss out on and I was truly gutted but to be quite honest I couldn't have done it I could mm. not have done it right now on my two days a week I've already got other things going on in it. and it was only at that point probably two months ago that I realized I, I'm putting too much pressure on myself I can't do everything and to just back off a little bit and try and enjoy whatever maternity leave I've kind of got um to try and enjoy it and so now I have signed up to like baby sensory and things just to try and do things that I should be doing with a baby where before I was so desperate for her to go to sleep all the time so I could work and that was just a really stressful thing to be doing I want to challenge you on something of how it just landed right do you know how good you are at what you do I'm good but there's I'm not I'm not a mate like I'm not the best person in the world there's there's loads of brilliant people even in the UK and if if I could just work harder (laughs) and be back at work five days a week I could be up there with the other people and I know I will be there but I just feel like I've got a bit of I've had to take a step back and now I'm just you know down here again so this is interesting for any listeners any watchers on YouTube right now what I've just asked Daisy is, does she realize how good she is? And right now, because of everything that's going on, the answer is kind of a yes to no. It's not a, yeah, I really know how good I am. Okay. And I know I've asked you that in the past and your answer has been different. 
Mm. And we always have yeah. those times. And I think it's a it's just a beautiful example of where we all have wobbles, not in confidence, but actually just general life things that are going on. And your solution right now is let me work harder. Mm. Not because I'm super talented, which you are, not because I'm this tenacious, which you are, not because you're great at making opportunities happen, because they don't land on you, you make them happen, but actually mm. let me work harder because I'm not realizing how brilliant I am. Mm. I mean, yeah, you're right. If you asked me this question before, you know, when I was doing the other wedding, I'd say, yeah, I'm bloody brilliant. This is great. Mm. I love everything. But um, yeah, right now I'm just in a position where I love to work and I love my job and I love my clients, but I can't do that all and have this little baby at home as well. So until this little baby can go to nursery, you know, I'm kind of stuck in a position where I only get my two days a week and today is one of them. And honestly, like I felt like a new person. I went, I exercised in the morning, which makes you feel really good. Um, I'm, I'm losing all the baby weight, which also makes me feel good. And then I got to crack on with work and talk to everybody. And it just makes me so happy. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm in a really good place today. But tomorrow when I've got baby at home and Freddie at home, <laughs> that's not going to be as fun. Sure. What would you say to anybody then who, and maybe this is a question for you and anybody else, you can answer for everybody, who's feeling the pressure of doing it all, of the being everything, super mum, super wife, super partner, super business owner. What do you say to people who are feeling that pressure when they're building their legacy? Yeah, I don't even, I mean, I'm in that situation right now where I'm trying to be all these things um, and it's impossible. And like I said, like only recently I realized that I can't do it all. And I think I, I was just putting so much pressure on myself. I don't know what I'd say to people. There's, when you're a woman and you own your own, oh man, when you own your own business and you're at home with, a baby and you're still trying to work you're really juggling everything and you've got housework on top of that like it's just impossible but you know what it's a really short space of time and then that baby's going off to school and you want to go back to your career and I've got so many friends right now that they took three four years off to have kids and now they haven't got a career at all and they don't even know what to go back to and they're going to be on a lot less pay and they don't know you know like they're in a hard situation so I think at least when you've got your own business and you keep working, at least you've got that for when you come back. Yeah. So the pressure you feel of being all, and by the way, I didn't even add you onto the list, the, the daisy time, the, the, you know, does that go to the bottom of your list right now? Just the yeah, I, don't, I don't have any time. <laughs> I have to like schedule in when I go and get my nails done. And even then sometimes I've got to take the baby and like hope that she doesn't wake up. So like, I will go to the door and say, look, I'm just going to try and rock her to sleep quick before I come in and they'll save my spot. And then, you know, she could wake up halfway through and then what happens? You're having to leave with half your nails done or you're having to give the baby to someone that works there, which is not ideal either. Like, that is stressful. That is stressful. <laughs> just for the smallest thing. Now, when you talk about, so you mentioned your husband and when you're creating your legacy, what are your views on support? So whether that's, mm cleaners housekeepers nannies business coaches team members VAs what's your opinions on having support as you build your legacy yeah well I think the, the biggest thing is having your if you've got a partner having your partner because they're the biggest support you're ever going to get like I know that he doubted me like everybody else 11 years ago uh, but honestly like he's been a solid rock throughout and all the problems you know he sits and talks about it really carefully and I listened to him and he actually has some really good points of view so um he's been the biggest thing for me but in terms of um you know a team obviously 
when you came on board that I'm not just saying this because you're, you're talking to me <laughs> um, but basically like you know what I was saying before about not having a boss mm. and no one telling me what to do but then I have these meetings with you and then you sit back and say okay well you you are you ask me how I'm going to do it and you help me write my list of things to do and then I'm accountable to somebody because then you'll be like have you done it why haven't you done it and so that's really massively helped me and that's been solid for a while now um and then your your team like your all of your team are really important but um yeah without them you're nothing so you have to have a good team that you trust behind you that represents you every time they speak to the client and if anybody's um, listening to this episode, I'm going to invite you to go and listen to the episode with Paula Rooney, because Paula Rooney was also talking about the fact that on our first call, she wasn't paying herself regularly and she didn't have a cleaner. She had no team at all. And I said to her, pay yourself and go and hire a darn cleaner. Why are you cleaning? Why are you doing um, clear downs the morning after for weddings? Why are you doing these things? This is not what you should be doing. Um, and I remember her and we talked about it on the podcast. I so go and listen to that episode of her realizing that it wasn't her who had to do everything that you can have a team member if you've got margins in your business and you can also have life support. So a cleaner is part of your life support. You know, and we, we mean that like if your hourly rate and I would say this to everybody, every listener right now, if you're going to say to me, I can't afford a cleaner, I'm going to say to you, work out your hourly rate. And if your hourly rate should be above what you'd be paying for a cleaner and you can earn in that hour what you'd pay for a cleaner, go and get a cleaner. Oh, it's life-changing to have a cleaner. Um, we, have, we have a housekeeper now, actually. So she helps, obviously, with the baby. She mm. cleans, she cooks, she does all our washing and ironing. And I've only had this person in my life for three months. <laughs> it's been the best three months ever. Uh, it's <laughs> honestly changed everything because I don't have to rush home and try and like do all these things. Like I can just focus on work or the kids. You know, obviously I've got some cleaning to do, the day-to-day things, but it's so important. And if someone just needs a cleaner for like three hours a week or something, like how many coffees do you drink a week? Like stop the coffees, get a cleaner. <laughs> that would help. And this is coming back to legacy. When you're building your legacy, whether you want your name to be known, you want your brand to be known, whether you're looking for a legacy for your kids and different answers that you will see different guests in season two have said, actually, many of the things that we can do to make ourselves very busy Mm. aren't in line with creating our legacy. Mm -hmm. Because actually, yes, do you love a nice house? Yes. And I'm saying this, by the way, as a person who has no support, because I don't even own a house right now. So I don't actually need a cleaner or a gardener. I don't have a home to clean. So it's kind of, it's, it's really strange. I don't have any of that. It's, it's kind of nice. I have to say there's nothing to worry about in that kind of situation. But when you're building your legacy, doing tasks that aren't in alignment, that you might want a nice home, you might want a nice garden. I knew I was always like that. The mess around me would actually impact my mindset if it yeah. was too messy, too dirty, I couldn't be in an abundant mindset with all those things going on. But actually outsourcing some of those tasks and especially those ones that you don't like doing that you're not actually very good at. Like, let's face it, um, not everyone's a good cleaner. I would say I'm not actually a great cleaner. I'm not a very good cook, actually. I, I, I just That's not the way my mind works. Um, then outsource things to help you build your legacy. Yeah, you're right. Um, having a, a dirty house or things as place or a pile of washing really affects me and I get really stressed by it. Mm. And I know where if I had my a spare 20 minutes, I would, ha- would want to be working, right? I always want to be working. That'd be my first choice. But I have to do all the cleaning and the washing. And so then it would go to that. So it, it does affect your, it, it, your, it affects everything actually. And it's weird because my husband, there could be a load of mess on the floor. He wouldn't notice it ever. 
he just wouldn't notice it and it doesn't affect him at all he doesn't care about a cleaner and stuff but for me it's everything and it's really important like you say to have a support system that can help you get through the week and help you achieve what you want to achieve absolutely and you've got to do you you and you just said you and your husband have very different energies in terms of what things look like and how clean and how messy things are you've got to know you so if you are listening to this podcast or watching us on youtube and you're building your legacy and actually as we're saying something you're going do you know what i can't stand mess or this really irritates me or even something like your car if your car doesn't look clean inside or out don't go and take it to be clean go and get a valeter to come around to yours don't yeah. spend the time sitting in a car wash, wasting an hour for that to have happen because yeah. that will impact you when you go to a meeting. Yeah. Right? What are that's you just so thinking true. now? <laughs> I was thinking, that's a really good idea. <laughs> I need to do that. They can just come to my house and sort it out for me. Why Absolutely. haven't I thought about that before? <laughs> well, even if you're spending 20 minutes, it's too long. Yeah. That 20 yeah. minutes for you right now is another 20 yeah. minutes daisy time rather than you mm. going somewhere. But if you go in your car to a meeting... You don't want to turn up with a, a really messy car. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about driving. I'm talking about the fact that you just don't feel good in it. Mm. So all of these things are where we can be spending our time and not realizing, actually, I can recoup some of that time. I can yeah. feel great. I can build my legacy as I want to. And actually, I get a little bit more me time back. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. So I know Daisy well enough right now that she's gone. Yeah, this is great. I'm kind of ready to go now because I want to go and book someone to come and do my car. Because <laughs> like, they're probably like, Lahanna, just book that in down here. <laughs> so just before we wrap up, what are your three non-negotiables as you build your legacy, as you want your name known? Hmm. My three non-negotiables, like, in terms of like how I feel about growing the business so I have a legacy. However, your business or legacy or, or family or you yeah. as a woman, what yeah. are your three non-negotiables? I mean, I'm build, I am building the business for me and my family. Mm. It's very important that, you know, when I think of legacy, I'm thinking, what am I leaving behind as well? Not just in the present, it's like yeah. in the future as well. So I'm, I'm very much working in the present and just I'm going to continue how hard I work and how passionate I am about the business and that will net that will always be the same right um but for the future I'm just focused on what I'm leaving for my family like you know my pension my house my business it's all one thing and I'm doing it all now for them it's funny how it changes before it was all for me <laughs> for all my nice things and now it's all it's all about them so um yeah the harder I work the more I'm going to gain and when you just said about hard work, it'll be, mm. it's going to be great to see your third business that will launch soon. Mm. And actually how that's teasing everyone. So if you know me, you know, I like a bit of a tease of Zadoptology in there, but teasing a little bit in terms of the legacy and the impact it's going to create in your industry mm -hmm. um, and the beauty that's going to come off of the back of that and the expert, the status and, and the just, I think the kind of knowledge that's going to happen with this next move that you're doing. So I know if you're listening to this and you're going, oh, that's cryptic. It is. It's deliciously cryptic. And <laughs> just be keeping a, an eye. I'm sure I will announce it as well when we, when we're ready that this, mm -hmm. this third business will be launching and it's going to be, it's going to be a treat. Yeah. It's exciting. I can't wait. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me today. And it's been a pleasure yeah. to talk to you about legacy on your terms. Yay. Thank you for having me. It has been said that with a big enough lever, you can move the world. I've spent my life figuring out how to use that lever to move my own world. 
And in doing so, I help extraordinary entrepreneurs do exactly the same for themselves. So I want to offer you a perspective on what gives you the greatest leverage in your life to create wealth, health, and happiness. It's called legacy. And the lever to your legacy is within your reach. If you'd love to know more about this, go to laurapainstanley.com forward slash legacy. Thank you.